Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Press Seltzer. Talked to you guys about this before, but I'm back to talk to you again. They have nine flavors available in total, and each can be purchased in individual packs as well as the variety pack. So not sure if you know, but Press Seltzer is a delicious, crisp, refreshing drink that has all natural ingredients, super low-cal, low-carb, low-sugar, and gluten-removed. And it's the only women-owned seltzer among the top 10 seltzers. Can you believe that? It's pretty surprising. Listen, their four flagship flavors are blackberry hibiscus, pomegranate ginger, lime lemongrass, and grapefruit cardamom. Also, they have seasonal fan faves, which include apple cinnamon, pear chamomile, pineapple basil, lingonberry elderflower, and blood orange chili. The sparkling taste of press reflects all of life's delicious moments, and they are meant to be savored. In 2015, press was inspired by a chance comment over dinner with a friend, actually. The founder, Amy, recognized an opportunity in her wish for, quote, seltzer with a little something. She channeled her advertising acumen, international savvy, and mission to serve women into founding press premium alcohol seltzer. Did you guys know there's alcohol in it? Her innovative seltzer cocktail has taken the male-dominated beverage industry by storm. She also developed the first press flavors in her kitchen, brewing up sophisticated flavor combos inspired by her global culinary explorations. She had three no-compromise goals. First, the seltzer had to be delicious. Second, the flavor profiles had to be sophisticated. And finally, for fans committed to responsible sipping, it had to be low ABV. To enjoy press seltzer, just go to enjoypress.com. And if local to the LA area, visit your nearest Costco, Target, or BevMo retailer. That's enjoypress.com to enjoy a delicious press seltzer. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi everyone, welcome to Staying Home with Wit. Like everyone, we are still spending the majority of our time at home and literally doing everything at home. I'm thankful that a lot of places have opened up, but it's also just safest to be inside. 
A lot of outdoor activities are available to us in LA, but still home is our sanctuary. For me, keeping our home comfortable and cozy is essential. When I have the house in tip-top shape, it affects my mood in the best way. I feel like I can be my most productive self, especially because right now our house doubles as my work office. So I am super thrilled to be talking with Melanie Berlier today. Melanie is the general manager of The Spruce, a dot dash lifestyle website with 30 million plus monthly uniques offering practical real life tips and inspiration to help you create your best home. She is a senior media executive, author, and producer with 15 years experience creating, producing, and publishing original content across digital, print, television, and radio platforms for Fortune 500 companies. Prior to joining Dot Dash, she was a partner and the chief editorial director at Thought Catalog. She also worked as a producer and writer for brands including MTV, Vanity Fair, Elle, Cosmo, New York Magazine, The Atlantic, Pacific Standard, Esquire, and so much more. Without further ado, here is Melanie. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. I feel like your services and expertise are needed more than ever right now. People are probably banging on your door asking, how do we keep organized? How do we keep sane? Because we are living and breathing and eating and working and literally doing everything in our home. So I am so excited to be chatting with you today. I am really excited too. First, I just want to say that I'm a fan. And while for (laughs) many people, that probably means like the hills, the city, for me, it means that I was pregnant at the same time as you oh with my, my three-year-old daughter, and I consumed every single piece of pregnancy <laughs> and infant content that you put out there. I have distinct fond memories of watching your videos when I was like nursing my daughter at 3 a.m. in the morning. So I just wanted you to know that I loved everything you did around oh my pregnancy God. and early motherhood. It was awesome. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. It's funny how many people have said that they watched my videos at like four o'clock in the morning while they're nursing their kids. It's the perfect, you know, short (laughs) video for, you know, one breast and then you swap and watch another video. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That makes me so happy. It's honestly the thing that I feel the most proud of in my career. Like, doing that series and really connecting with moms on a whole new level and actually like sharing what was going on with me. Cause it was really the first time that I was really sharing personal stuff since being on the Hills in the city, you know? So yeah, let's start with your path to getting into the lifestyle and home space. Sure. Like how did this all begin for you? Of course. So I actually started my career on Wall Street. I was a bond trader right out of college and I lasted about three years before I realized that I was entirely creatively unfulfilled and miserable. So I quit Wall Street and I had no plan, but I had saved up a little money that gave me some breathing room to figure out what I wanted to do. And I just gravitated towards more creative fields reading, writing, design, all of those things that actually interested me. And I figured if I could actually make a living doing those things that I had a chance at happiness. So I've spent the last 15 years in lifestyle media, working for various national magazines and producing television, just basically working across platforms, um, producing lifestyle content. And I love doing it. And now here I am acting as the general manager for The Spruce and My Domain. The Spruce is actually the number one home site on the internet. We reach millions and millions of readers every month, and it's a true pleasure. 
Wow, that's so incredible. So did you grow up being like super organized and super into home stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah? (laughs) I did. My room, my older sister used to make so much fun of me because my room was a museum by her account. And (laughs) I would get very upset if anyone like rearranged anything on my armoire. And I had like collections of tiny boxes that had to exist in a specific, you know, way on my desk. And I'm a very neat person by nature, and I have a real pre- appreciation for how we can make spaces feel like they're our own and a reflection of ourselves. So it just really comes naturally to you, being neat yeah. and tidy. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm clean. It's never Mm -hmm. dirty around, but I have a habit of making piles. Like if you look around the house, there's just random things of piles where I'll like say, I'm going to put it away in a couple days, but it's like, okay, if it's all kind of together in a pile, do you have any tips for how I can stop doing that? It's not second nature for everyone, but I do think that being a cleaner, more organized person is definitely attainable for everyone. And there's also a very big difference between dirty and messy, right? Right. You can be a person who appreciates cleanliness, but is just a little bit messy, like you're describing. And I think one great way is just to have a specific place or container where you're going to throw random items like your house keys and your wallet the second you walk in the door and have just Mm -hmm. try to find homes for the clutter that you know is going to pile up, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you can commit to a designated area, you might be more likely not to create random piles throughout your house. I'm also a big fan of, you know, felt bins when it comes to things like children's toys, Mm -hmm. you know, just finding a place you can throw everything into where it's not going to make the space feel disorganized, even though within that felt bin, it might be a disaster. It's not going to look like a disaster. So I think baskets and containers and trays are all great items you can invest in that aren't that expensive that will help you find a home for each item within your home. Yeah. So, okay. In Sunny's room, I have a ton of baskets Mm -hmm. and Timmy is really organized and he likes to have a specific home for everything. But the thing is with Sunny, like you said, everything kind of gets randomly plopped and I kind of wanted things to keep categorized. Should I just give up on that? Should I just be okay with everything just going in a basket? I would not give up, Whitney. I would suggest (laughs) labeling the baskets and trying to find a sense of order that works for you that isn't overwhelming for you. Whether that means organizing things by material, by type of item, or color even, there Mm -hmm. might be a system you haven't tried yet that does help you keep things more organized. Especially if your husband is a super organized person, I feel like Mm -hmm. he can help you on your organization journey. But no, don't give up. Don't okay. just put everything into a random pile because okay. I do think that being organized is helpful for the way you approach the rest of your life. A hundred percent. Do you have any tips for how to get the little ones to help out with cleaning up? Because Sunny, <laughs> yesterday we were playing this game and he goes to a Montessori school. And one of the things mm-hmm. that they teach him is that he has to put away his activity before he right. moves on to the next so that it's organized and prepared for the next person to come get it. And he, I think, listens to the teachers at school. But when it comes time for me to tell him that he needs to clean up, it takes like 15 minutes to get him to actually clean up. So what it's can so I do? It's so hard. 
Stella, my daughter is also at a Montessori school and I love observing her in her classroom doing exactly what you just described, you know, rolling out the mat, mat, doing the activity and then putting it away. I think it's really so much harder as a parent in your own home to get your children to be as organized and obedient as they are with their teachers. So don't be too hard on yourself. But mm -hmm. I mean, the one thing I do sometimes, and this does take effort, is I try to make cleaning up a game. So yeah. for instance, Stella and I, you know, we build towers out of blocks and Legos. And it's really hard once all the Legos are scattered all over the living room floor to get her to collect them. But if I put like a container in the middle of the floor and then we take turns throwing them in, mm -hmm. it's a little bit more fun and she helps more readily. And if all else fails, there's always bribery. Yeah. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> I know. That's sometimes what I have to resort to. Yeah, me too. Or like threats, you know, like if yeah. if you're not going to clean up, like we're not going to watch any TV today. Right. And so obviously there have to be some sort of consequences. Yes. The teacher also taught us to give them choices. So mm. something like either we take turns cleaning up and I go first and you go second or mm -hmm. you can do it all yourself you know and yes. so it's like two choices that both get the job done but at least they yep. feel like they're in some control right I've gotten that same advice about getting a toddler dressed and I find it's helpful it's like do you want to put on your shirt or your pants first right. yeah. giving them that option helps yeah it along yeah not giving them really... any other options yeah yes really smart and now word from our brand partner did you guys know before Jenny Life, if a pregnant woman wanted life insurance, she'd have to use her pregnancy weight? And that automatically means higher rates. Or did you know that at one time in the US, it was illegal for women to own a life insurance policy? Well, not anymore. With Jenny Life, you can get your life insurance policy without blood work or unnecessary red tape, and you can do it all online from your own home. I remember my dad telling me, Whitney, you need life insurance. And I was like, dad, I'm 25. What are you talking about? And he's like, Whitney, your life is valuable. All right. And all your guys' lives are valuable as well. And it's so important. And it seems a little bit difficult and overwhelming and all these options. And what are people talking about? But Jenny Life really makes it easy. You can get your life insurance policy without blood work, like I said. They ask five simple questions. They curate plans from dozens of A-rated insurance carriers and give you a personalized, budget-friendly life insurance quote in seconds. For example, a healthy 32-year-old woman can get a half million dollars in coverage for about a dollar a day without ever stepping into a doctor's office. It's so important. It's so good to feel responsible doing all this adult stuff. I know a lot of people think it's like annoying to be adult. I personally find it super empowering. And especially when I make smart choices like this, knowing that my family is taken care of, God forbid anything happens to me. It's something every woman should have in place because every family deserves a secure financial future. So take a few minutes to get your Jenny Life policy right now. Visit JennyLife.com slash wit to get a free quote right now. That's JennyLife.com slash wit for your life insurance quote today. JennyLife, J-E-N-N-Y-L-I-F-E.com slash wit to get your free quote right now. 
new friends, I'm Jackie Schimmel, philanthropist, motivational speaker, glowing wife, animal rights activist, and a shoulder to cry on. Not really. I'm a crazy bitch, but a hoot and a half. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Bitch Bible, brace yourself, pour yourself a stiff drink, and get ready to laugh your ass off or cry. Make sure you subscribe yourself to The Bitch Bible Podcast right now. You're going to effing love it. And now back to our chat. So I'm one of those people that can't really start my work until I get my house and myself in order first. If there's a bunch of clothes that I need to put away in my room or my bed's not made or my desk is a mess, I kind of have to clean it before Mm -hmm. I get started. And I know this is especially crucial during quarantine because people need to be productive at home. And so the messes can really distract them. Do you have any tips for people who feel overwhelmed by decluttering or organizing? Because it feels like we're just doing that non-stop. Yeah, we are. I mean, we. I think when you're spending so many more hours a day in your home, just the messes pile up way faster than we're all accustomed to. Even if you're a naturally neat person, such as mm-hmm. myself, it happens in my home. I think people make the mistake of looking at their home and thinking, oh my gosh, this is a disaster. I need to fix it right now all at mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. And instead, I would encourage people to section off their home and think about it in different pieces that they can tackle one at a time, day by day. You don't need to fix it all at once. And you can divide your home even beyond room by room, you know, within that room. Here's a section I'm going to tackle today for 10 to 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And tomorrow I'm going to do another section. And then try to make that routine, right? That might be the way you want to start every day or finish every day. But if you get into those habits, I think it becomes more second nature to just maintain a cleaner, more organized Mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. And then I would also say people tend to think about decluttering and organizing as a chore, but it can be more fun. Like you don't have to think about it as this like dismal exercise. If you play soothing music or uplifting music, whatever you're in the mood for, and then try to incorporate, you know, your toddler or whatever children you have or, or do it with your husband. I don't know what makes it fun for an individual, but there are different things you can do to make it seem less like a chore. Yeah. I think I have like a really fun playlist on my Spotify Mm. and I'll put that on and it's like upbeat and fun. Feels like I'm at a party or something and I'll put my earbuds in so I can't really be distracted. And also the key for me is putting my phone somewhere else because I get really distracted. Like if I get an email or a text or whatever, all of a sudden I'm cleaning up, but then I'm distracted and I'm looking at my phone and then I forgot what I'm doing and I stopped the job. And then that's, I think, why there are all these little random piles everywhere because I haven't really followed through on my cleanup. That is a great point. So when you tackle your cleaning or organizing for that small amount of time day to day, as I suggested, Mm -hmm. I agree with you 1000%. Don't accept any distractions during that dedicated decluttering time. Mm -hmm. And it'll make you focus on the task and get it done more quickly. Totally. Totally. So what easy decorating tips do you have for like bettering your mood at home? What can we all do to bring just a little bit more joy into your home? I know for me, I launched this candle collection about a month ago and just like lighting candles in each room and having that nice aroma and relaxing atmosphere really helps. Mm -hmm. What kind of tips do you have? 
my first tip you just hit the nail on the head is always lighting i think having a well-lit home is the surefire way to elevate your mood and your family's overall mood so mm -hmm. you, if you don't have natural light definitely invest in new lighting fixtures i think another really easy low lift tip is paint paint is the easiest quickest way to freshen up your home whether that means just freshening up an existing color or doing mm -hmm. something more fun, like mm -hmm. painting an accent wall or painting the insides of your kitchen cabinets or painting your kitchen backsplash. Or we've been seeing a lot of people do more creative things with paint during quarantine, like painting their headboard in the bedroom, like in place mm -hmm. of a headboard, having a painted arch or mm -hmm. just having a painted arch in the corner of a room. I think Painting is fun and it's really easy and not that expensive. So it's a great low lift way to, you know, make your, your home feel happier. And then thirdly, I would suggest art. I think yeah. art is one of those things that people think, oh my God, I need to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on, but it's just not the case. There are so many amazing independent artists on Instagram and Etsy who sell really reasonably priced pieces. And mm -hmm. then you can, you can even frame something that's just meaningful to you. Like yes. a piece of children's artwork that has special meaning framed will look beautiful on your wall and make you happy every time you see it. Mm -hmm. So paint art light. Yeah, I went on Etsy recently because I was really wanting just a bunch of nature landscapes, watercolor Ooh. and oil. And so I just went on Etsy and typed in watercolor landscape painting. And I came across this awesome antique shop in Russia, I think it was. And they oh sold all these amazing landscapes. I'll have to link it for you guys. They were like $75. And then I just went on to Framebridge and chose like specific frames. And like now they look amazing. Art is so much more accessible than it was, I think, a decade or two ago. Yeah. I love Etsy for art. And I also love framing just personal things. Yeah. Yeah. So is your house always organized? <laughs> I want to say no, but the truth is that it is always pretty organized because I'm vigilant and my husband also happens to be like Timmy. He's also super organized. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty good at it. I mean, obviously there's a lazy weekend here and there where by Sunday night, I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? But I'm pretty good about keeping it neat and clean. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. I really do. I think it's a form of self-care in a way. It is. It is. I think the biggest thing for me is just follow through and like putting something away when I'm finished with the task. Because I think that yes. what really causes mess is when you use something and then you don't put it back to its designated area afterwards. And like, right. I think like the Montessori way. Exactly. But like, okay. it's just hard because in the moment you're like, oh, I just need to go on to the next thing. Like, I don't really have right. time to put the thing away. But I remember my mom always telling me the amount of time it takes for you to just throw your clothes on the floor is the same amount of time that it could probably take just to like hang it on a hanger and put it in your closet. Totally. Like it's literally five seconds. Yeah. It's just a matter of learning a new habit, right? It is. It's like learning a new habit, building a muscle. And like the more and more you do it, I think the more and more it comes naturally to you. Do you make your bed every day? I'm starting to. I didn't. But now it's become a thing that my husband, it's like always been his the first thing that he does, especially he works in our bedroom. So for him, if the bed's yeah. not made, then it's kind of chaotic. Yeah. So he's always said to me, the best thing that you can do to start a productive day is to make your bed. It's so true. And now word from our brand partner. 
you guys, Orate is so cute. So, so cute. It's a fine jewelry company made in New York City, founded by women for women. You know, this podcast is all about supporting women. The pieces range from classic to statement to completely original. There's so much variation and the stuff is so beautiful. They make jewelry that you've always wanted but could never find. And it's a super saturated market. So the way that they make it is so sophisticated, so different. Their gold feels substantial and the diamonds sparkle, sparkle, sparkle and shine. They have such high high quality diamonds and they're so beautiful. The quality of a diamond really is important, especially when it comes to shine. Because it's all real gold, you can wear it and never have to take it off. You can shower, you can play sports, sleep, cook, anything. It's jewelry for your entire life. And all the Orate pieces come with a lifetime warranty because they know it lasts. And because Orate sells direct to you without the middleman markup, they can offer the same quality as traditional Fifth Avenue brands at a fraction of the cost. They basically hack the jewelry market, making real gold accessible. It's ethically made in New York City, Empowering women with the best jewelry options without sacrificing style. For every piece sold, a child in need receives a book to further their education. Like I said, it was started by women for women. It was started by two friends during brunch when one of them got a green finger from an overpriced ring, sparking a conversation about how they were fed up with the traditional jewelry market. Orate was founded on the desire to shake up the jewelry market by offering modern women gorgeous designs, amazing quality at affordable prices, and ethically sourced pieces that they can wear every day. Orate is looking to set the standard for women because they deserve the best. We do. You know we do. For 15% off your first Orate purchase, go to oratenewyork.com slash wit and use promo code wit. That's Orate New York, A-U-R-A-T-E-N-E-W-Y-O-R-K dot com slash wit and use promo code wit. That's Orate, A-U-R-A-T-E, New York dot com slash wit for 15% off your first Orate purchase. And now back to our conversation. My bedtime routine is so important for my self-care. Like I put Sunny down and then I go take a really long shower and do my whole process. What are some hacks like for making my at-home spa a little bit more enjoyable? I love the idea of transforming a bathroom into a spa. I think especially right now, it's such a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of little things you can do to your bathroom. I think the first thing is to get yourself a proper bathtub caddy. They make so many versions of these now, these like, you know, things you can rest on your bathtub that allow you to sip a glass of water or wine and read a book simultaneously while you're lounging in your tub. And they make them out of bamboo or lucite and all of these different materials. Definitely get yourself a bathtub caddy, curate your candles. You mentioned that you bought a whole bunch of candles and I've just seen people do beautiful things by lining up candles of different heights on their bathtub along the bathtub or along a windowsill and it automatically makes your bathroom feel more spa-like and another thing to do is you know we all have like a soap and a lotion by our sinks right you decant them into more beautiful containers it's like a marble container Mm -hmm. it automatically elevates the bathroom totally and then your towels Mm -hmm. I think towel placement so you know in a spa 
they always have their towels neatly rolled up and piled in these beautiful baskets. You can do something like that or buy a ladder and display your towels that way. So those are just a few ideas. Yeah. I think music, music, scent and sound are two other elements you want to think about. Mm -hmm. So find a way if it's a Bluetooth speaker or your iPhone to introduce sound and incense or scented candles Mm -hmm. for scent. Or like a diffuser or something and put some like essential oils into it. Yeah. I actually have open shelving underneath my Mm. cabinets for my towels. And actually one of my, one of my pet peeves is how the towels look underneath because I have like two, actually like four different size towels. I have like a big bath sheet, a smaller shower towel, a hand towel, and then washcloths. And Mm -hmm. they're folded all different ways and they kind of look messy under on the open shelves. Like, how should I be folding them? Should I be rolling the big towels? Do you think that looks better? A big towel on an open shelf? I guess it depends. I'm trying to envision it. And I guess it depends how deep the shelving unit is. It's pretty deep. Okay, then I would suggest rolling it. Another thing I've seen people do is use wine racks to store towels that way in their bathrooms. Oh, that's cute. Um, Like a like a wire wine rack, but repurposed as a towel holder works in a way that feels similar to the open shelving. I would just worry that the towels would roll off your shelves. Do they, do they roll off? No, they won't roll off because they're down on the bottom. After this is over, I'll take you into my bathroom and you can help (laughs) me figure out (laughs) the strategy for the towels because my bathroom is so beautiful. It's just like the towels never look good and they always look messy. You know, I might, this is just gut. I haven't seen the open shelves yet, but I'm thinking maybe the towels need to go somewhere else and you should use your open shelving for something else like plants. Okay. I don't know. I have to see. Well, let's talk about plants because I'm obsessed with flowers and plants. And I feel like flowers and plants are one of the easiest ways to like liven up Mm. a house. And I always have them in my house. And I feel like I've gotten better at taking care of them. Oh, good. And I actually worked with someone. I know this is a luxury, but I work with this girl on Instagram. Her name is Yo Danny Girl. And she really helped me like decide what plants could go in what areas because she's more of an expert knowing like the type of light and indoor versus outdoor and everything, which I don't know. But first of all, what are some of the benefits of having greenery in your life? So many health benefits. I know you're in LA, but I'm based in New York and we're about to approach this winter season where everyone's stuck indoors more more than ever. And I think introducing plant and life into your indoor space is so important. It's been proven to have positive effects in helping people cope with depression and anxiety and cold weather. And I think especially in this climate of worldwide global uncertainty, Mm -hmm. it's a surefire way to make your space feel more tranquil and peaceful. And, you know, plants are an instant reminder of nature. Of life. They're alive. Green. Yeah. I mean, so there's, I can't think of a downside unless you have a pet that is, you know, can't have certain plants. Right, right, right. They're really, I don't think is a downside to introducing plants into your home. And you're very smart to consider, you know, the light and which plants you can keep alive within your space. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and many plants actually act as air fresheners as well. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, they're technically cleaning the air around you. It's the reason why a lot of plants collect dust 
on their leaves is that they're attracting the dust out of the air. Oh, but I have this yeah. one plant in our breakfast room that's always so dusty. And my husband laughs at me because I'll like take a washcloth and wipe them that's down. Good. You're supposed to wipe them down. Okay, that's good. good. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah, because one, they look better. They look shinier. Right. They look healthier. And also, it's just like any surface with dust, you should be dusting it off, yeah, right? Right. And they're removing that dust from the air you're breathing. Yeah. So, so now that it's starting to turn fall and you're in New York and there's not like so much light. Are there any specific plants you recommend indoor plants for that kind of environment? Yeah, well, I think for plant newbies, you want to start with a plant that's not too high maintenance. Right. That's hard to kill. So I always recommend snake plants, spider plants, aloe vera, jade plants, and pothos are also relatively easy to take care of. Okay. I don't even know what snake and spider and pothos (gasps) are. Oh my gosh. You should Google. Okay. What do you think about fake plants? I am not against fake plants at all, especially if you live in a space that doesn't get any natural light. It's a great plan B. And I've seen a lot of people introduce a mix of living and faux plants into their homes in a way that feels really lovely. My downstairs neighbor is actually away for a few months and I'm caring for her plants in her house. She's done like an amazing job of incorporating both fake and real to the point where I have to like check like, do I have to water that one or not? Because yeah. I'm not sure if it's real or not. So yeah, I'm all for it. Whatever yeah. works for you. Yeah. I have this one shelf that's kind of up high. Like I have to step on a ladder in order to put stuff on it. And originally there was nothing on it. And then recently I was like, oh, we should utilize that because the ceilings are kind of high and it's this pretty right. shelf. And so what I did was I went to the sill, you know, the sill, the oh, website. I love yeah. The and I yeah. bought some little fake plants that are in mm-hmm. cute, like terracotta pots. And then I right. switched them off with other like pretty terracotta vases. So it's just like mm-hmm. a collection of pottery, like some pretty vases and then some fake plants. And it's in a high up spot. So I don't have to worry about like watering them or whatever. So I feel like places that are sort of out of reach and that you're not really going to be staring at the plants are a good place for fake plants. I love that. Yeah. And I don't know how into DIY projects you are, but we've seen a lot of people doing cool things with their terracotta plants. It's so easy to give a plain terracotta plant a little uplift or facelift Uh by using chalky finished paint. And basically if you just like put a rubber band around it at an angle and like paint the bottom or the top, it like suddenly takes on this new aesthetic and is amazing. I'll have to drop the link in or send you the link. Yes. Exactly what I mean, because it's hard to articulate. Yes. But there are a lot of cool things you can do with your terracotta plants with like a coat of paint to make them look even more special. I have worked from home for many years. I had an office, but when I closed that down in 2014, ever since 2014, I've been working at home. And I would set up wherever, like I would set my computer at my breakfast table or sometimes on my bed. I recently made an office in my guest bedroom. We did the same thing. Yeah. So it feels better to have a space to do everything. But Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you can share some tips on how to make a small space feel less small, like feel less cluttered and really get the most out of it. Yeah, I think, you know, some things we've spoken about in previously paint and light. Mm -hmm. So I mean, color really and light. So 
basically rather than choosing like a bold moody color lighter neutrals are definitely the way to go if you don't want to feel boxed in in a small space and just making sure the space is well lit not just for elevating your mood but also it's actually bad for your eyes if you're working in a place that's not well lit and then in terms of the pieces you choose for your work from home office just think clean lines and more minimal so if it's a small space and you're you need a chair a chair without arms might be a good option yeah or just there are a lot of cool desks that are kind of like murphy beds that fold into the wall mm-hmm. if you really can't take up too much additional space mm-hmm. i've also seen some pretty cool transparent standing desks that attach to like a glass surface or Ooh, wall that's cool yeah it's a great option i actually got one during quarantine just as an additional place to be in my house because i have a desk and then we built a desk for my husband and then we also got this little standing thing that we affixed to a glass window in our living area that's like another place we can just work from you mentioned open shelving open shelving is a great way to add storage space to a small area that Mm -hmm. doesn't make it feel cluttered Mm -hmm. but gives you you know places to put things For those listeners who are really just starting to build an office from scratch, how do you recommend they start? Like what are some of the essentials that they need to get started? I think the first thing I tell people to do is shop your home. Before you start, you know, buying things, take a really close look at your space and what you already own and what you can maybe repurpose. Mm -hmm. People might think, oh, work from home station, I need a desk, but there are a lot of different services that can double as desks, like a folding card table or even a kitchen counter if you don't have a ton of space or a large windowsill. So shop your home first, figure out what you need, and then don't limit yourself to desks, right? You might buy something like a bistro table, depending on where you're going to be stationed, and then find your nook, right? So It might be a guest bedroom. It might be a closet. Like I've actually seen a lot of people build really cool work from home stations out of closets during quarantine. My agent called, did a video call with me once and he was like among his wife's clothes. And I was like, where are you? And he goes, this is the only space I can have peace and quiet. People have to get creative these days. I've seen people also use like a staircase landing as their new work from home station. Basically, you just need to like commit to a nook yeah. and then work with the space you've got. Get, yeah. You have to get creative and find yourself a surface, a chair, or even actually you don't necessarily need a chair if you prefer a standing desk, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of cool options out there. Like we were talking about earlier, the Murphy desks that fold up into the wall if you really have limited space. Mm-hmm. I've seen people also, you know, stack coffee table books onto their kitchen counter and that's where they're stationed. Mm -hmm. But yeah, shop your home to start, find your nook and then get creative. Yeah, I did that. I needed to create a work from home space as soon as quarantine started. So basically all I got was like a desk with a couple drawers, a (laughs) chair with wheels on it because I find that that's very easy for me to kind of just move around. A little lamp, like a tiny little desk lamp and then Mm -hmm. a plant next to me. And I felt like, okay, Those are kind of my essentials. I got little things on Etsy because I I got like a little, you know, pen holder. Pen holder. And then a matching trash can. Love that. I feel like less is more when it comes to a desk because you want to keep. Less is more. Like it ends up filling up with so much paperwork. You don't want to like clutter the desk with all these decorative elements. 
But I would say that one thing, a personal touch goes a long way. That's so true. Adding a framed photo, or if there's an inspirational quote that's meaningful to you, mm-hmm. or something like a scented candle, anything that makes your workstation feel a little bit personal and not purely work-related, it can also help. Yeah, yeah. What have been some of the changes that you've made in your own house that have made a huge difference during this stressful time? One of the first things we did is replace the living room rug because the rug was definitely at that like point whereby we knew we had to replace it, but we could totally deal with it if it was only something we saw a few hours a day. But as soon as we were home all day, I was like, this thing has to, to go. go. So has to I go. did the exact oh. same thing. I had like <laughs> a crazy really? black and white shag rug in our living room. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like kind of shedding everywhere. And because it was mostly cream, it was getting dirty. And it's like where a lot of people walk through and it was just making the yes. room feel very chaotic. So again, I went on Etsy and I found just like a way more calming, neutral rug that yes. was flat and thin that wasn't going oh my to gosh. like. That's exactly what we did. I went from this like thick braided gray rug that Whitney, it had so many like Cheerios and raisins stuck in it. (laughs) By the time it was ready to replace, I was like, this was just the not right call for motherhood. Yeah. (laughs) Ended up going with like a very neutral low pile like thin rug instead. And we've managed to keep it really nice for the last few months. So that was a really, really great change. And then like you, we built a desk in the guest bedroom so that my husband and I could each have a workstation. Mm -hmm. And we actually built the desk. We're big on kind of customizing pieces. So Mm -hmm. we took, we took a beautiful piece of live edge wood and bought some wrought iron kind of mid-century modern looking legs and just attached it directly to the wall so that we each have our own desk. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a big thing. And then what else did I do? Oh, I did like a massive closet purge. Yes. Because being at home constantly, I just felt like some things needed to go. So I did it for my daughter and myself and just got rid of, I did a toy edit and a clothing edit for her. Mm -hmm. And for me, I did mostly a clothing edit and just gave so much stuff away. Yeah. I do that all the time. I find that whenever I feel like a little bit overwhelmed by the stuff in my house, a purge is necessary. Like I do a closet purge every couple months. I do Mm -hmm. a products purge every couple months, Sonny's clothes because he's growing so fast. It's like, yes, you know, those things add up. I think it's really important to continually. Yeah. The beauty products is a good point too. I always feel like that can pile up so quickly. Yeah. And you only need like five things. Exactly. (laughs) Right. And a lot of things expire too, you know, that you don't really realize that actually expire. And my husband does most of the kitchen purging, but like he mm-hmm. keeps all our spices like on a lazy Susan in alphabetical order. We see people do that with beauty products too, the lazy Susan for like lotions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I have one for my perfumes because like I just, oh, I, I feel like I'm in a different mood every day, like what kind of yes. scent I want to wear. So I like to have the option That's to. I love yeah. that. What are some of your favorite online home goods stores? I'm a big fan of like high, low. I will shop anywhere. I browse everything. So I am frequently browsing West Elm, CB2, Burrow is a great brand. Target, Ikea, The Citizenry, Inside Weather, Maiden Home, Albany Park, and Etsy is just, I think, a treasure trove of independent artisans. So we have like a whole set of bedroom furniture that we commissioned from this 
furniture builder yeah. who's based in Spain who's, you know, we just loved his shop, but he didn't have exactly what we wanted. So we just started a dialogue and he designed something specifically along our guidelines and shipped it to us. And it's beautifully made such high quality. And I think it would have been so much more expensive at a typical retailer. So I think that's another thing people should do is just try to find artisans whose work they love and then work with them. Yeah. I think Etsy is like the most amazing resource because like you said, you can custom design things or you feel like you're supporting small businesses, you know, that otherwise wouldn't, you would never know that they exist. So it's really cool to be able to do that. It's definitely, I always feel good doing that. Yeah. And what are you doing to take time for yourself right now? Even though you're constantly cleaning and making sure the house is in order. And I know that you said that is still a form of self-care for you. Like, is there anything else that you do to make sure that like your emotional and physical needs are met? (laughs) Yeah, I would say that since we've been working from home, I have been able to exercise a lot more because I no longer have to commute Mm -hmm. to work and back every day. So I have more time built into my day. So I'm, and exercising for me as I've gotten older has just become more about keeping my mind healthy than looking a certain way. I feel more creative and just more on point if I go to the gym and I always, you know, there are days I wake up and I definitely don't want to exercise, but I remind myself that exercising is never something I regret. Mm -hmm. So I try to do it at least four or five times a week. And that's an important, yeah, that's an important form of self-care for me. I also try really hard to make the most of the time when I have childcare or that my child is out of the house Mm -hmm. because it's just a different world mentally when they're around needing you constantly. So I try really hard to be mindful that I need to give myself more attention when I am lucky enough to have help. And for me, that usually means reading or watching something on Netflix or listening to a podcast, like ways that I can escape a little bit. Yeah. So I do that a lot. And then I've tried to learn new skills. So like what? I'm not like an advanced cook by any means, but I've been trying new recipes. And then like I've done some little DIY crafty things with my daughter. Yeah. Turned a milk, an empty milk carton into a bird feeder. And then we we upcycled some tin cans into little planters, actually, which is a great fun project to do. It's pretty easy. Oh, my gosh. Stuff like that. So are you sharing all this stuff on your Instagram? Like, where can we find you and all these good tips? Number one would be thespruce.com. And then at the Spruce Official, we're on Instagram, TikTok now, too, and Facebook. And then personally, I'm at Melanie Verlier on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.